Good morning, good morning. How is everybody today? I was so happy this morning to wake up and see the sun shining again. We had so much rain overnight. I was thinking, oh, is that it? Is that the end of this Indian summer? But no, the sun is back today. I hope the sun is shining wherever you are. Um, welcome to our podcast this morning. We are continuing this morning with um, Overcoming Obstacles, which is the chapter that we have been just uh, looking at over the last little while. I'm going to be covering the last two obstacles and then I'm going to give you a recap on the chapter before I pass you over to Marie-Pierre, who's going to give you some actual tools of what you can do with all this information. So um, the, the point number four that we're looking at, because there are five different uh, obstacles that uh, Robert has described in his book, is overcoming bad habits. Okay, so, so far, this chapter has been very enlightening. You know, we talked about being, being a cynic, having fear, being lazy, and now we're talking about bad habits. And I'm sure all of us can number many bad habits amongst us. But we're really at the moment talking more about bad habits with respect to money. So I just want to read you a little clip. After seeing the movie Conan the Barbarian starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, a friend said, I'd love to have a body like Schwarzenegger. Most of the guys nodded in agreement. I even heard he was really puny and skinny at one time, a friend added. Yeah, I heard that too, another one said. I heard he has a habit of working out in the gym almost every day. Yeah, I'll bet he has to. Nah, said another, said the group cynic. I bet he was born that way. Besides, let's stop talking about Arnold and get some beers. So this story is really, you know, an illustration of, of the little microcosm that goes on in our lives every day where we make observations. We have that would have, should have, could have moment in our heads. But then we just go on doing what we've always done and go back to our bad habits. So when Robert asked Rich Dad about the habits of the rich, he said he wanted him to learn about it through an example. So he asked him these questions. When does your dad pay his bills? And Robert said, first day of every month. And um, Rich Dad says, does he have anything left over? And Robert says, no, very little. And so then Rich Dad went on to say, your dad has got himself into bad habits. I mean, most of us might say, well, that's a pretty good habit to get all your bills paid on the first day of the month. However, the bad habit was paying all the bills and not having anything left over for them himself. And always saying to himself, well, when I have something left over, then I'll save it. But of course, the reality is you never have anything left over because you're always paying somebody else. So uh, what Rich Dad said to Robert, you have to learn to pay yourself first. 
you have to start building your own assets and, and be able to gradually become rich. But you know, the obvious question, and I have to tell you, this is a question I used to ask Sylvain, how do I do that when I've got bills to pay? I mean, you have to pay the bills, don't you? And um, Rich Dad says, yeah, you have to pay the bills because those people are not gonna wait. They're not gonna say, oh, it's okay, I'll give you a few more days. They're gonna say, no, I want paying now. But the trouble is, if you pay them now and don't pay yourself, you'll never pay yourself. If you pay yourself and don't have enough to pay the others, well, are you gonna be accosted by bullies? I mean, let's face it, the government, they're pretty much bullies when it comes to taxes. I don't know about anybody else out there, but I quake in my knees every time I get one of those revenue de Quebec or federal tax letters, because I'm like, oh, what is it gonna say this time? So yeah, they're bullies, they frighten us. But what Robert says is, what we have to do is come up with strategies to face the bullies, to make sure that the bullies never have to attack us. And so, um, you know, what, what uh, Rich Dad said is, I know that the bullies are there, but I make sure I have enough money to pay them and myself. And how do I do that? I do that by finding supplemental income or working harder at what I'm doing, or here's a new one, cut your expenses. So what you need to be able to do is you need to change your lifestyle and change the way you um, work with money so that at the beginning of every month, you take money out and then you pay people. Now, the thing is, the money you take out, you're investing in assets. So that's gonna grow. You're always gonna have unseen expenses. Unfortunately, you'll have your assets there and income from those which will help you pay those unforeseen uh, things. So um, I, I wanted to tell you a story because it, it gives a story in here about, um, you know, the weakling, the 98 pound weakling that gets sand kicked in his face all the time. And they use it sometimes for adverts to get, you know, fit and strong. And most people are never going to take the time to get fit and strong to fight the bullies. They're just going to accept being bullied. So I wanted to tell you a very personal story. My oldest child, who is now Violet, um, used to be Joseph. And when Joseph was in high school, and he was in grade 10 at the time, so he must have been about 16, 17. He clearly was a very uh, good target for bullying. I mean, he was having enough trouble trying to defend himself internally without dealing with external issues. Because clearly, uh, Joseph, who's now Violet, was going through a lot of things. So he got sick and sick of the jocks in the school bullying him right? And he's a very intelligent young man. He was. Now he's a very intelligent woman. But he, he would be bullied. So uh, 
I'm going to use the pronoun she now because I, um, she's a she now and it doesn't make sense. So what she did was she said, I'm going to meet them on my terms. I'm going to challenge them to a rap war. Okay, so what that means is one person does a couple of sentences uh, in rap and then the other person responds in rap. And so, so the contest started and it was in um, the dining room and at his school, uh, at her school. And during, and what happened with this rap is the jocks, all of them between them, they came up with about eight doublets of rap, okay? After two hours, Violet was still going. She was still going. She annihilated them. She made them look like absolute idiots. That story of Violet and the rap war, that is still a story they tell at her school because she stood up to those bullies. And so what we have to do is we have to stand up to the finance bullies. We have to make sure that we're strong and that we know about finance and we can stand up to the bullies. So um, I wanted to tell you that because it, it, it's something that has impacted Violet and every, every kid that was in her class at the time. And in fact, the whole gym, although the class lesson started, all the gym got filled up with the school as Violet continued to rap and, and put these jocks in their place. So I'm so proud of her for that. So make sure you're ready to stand up to those finance bullies. So the second thing that I wanted to talk about this morning was overcoming arrogance. So what I know makes me money. What I don't know loses me money. When I'm arrogant, I believe that what I don't know is not important. And people who um, are arrogant, they, they often are ignorant about the, um, the rules of finance. And this can happen with accountants, with finance advisors. They force their way through conversations, quoting things that they don't really understand. And it's not that they're lying, but they're not truthful. They don't have a depth enough to understand what they're talking about. So when you are in a situation that you need to talk about something important with finance, get informed. Don't go and believe everything somebody tells you. Uh, I know that, um, you know, my own husband, he, he, when he decides he wants to learn something, like he's, he's a man obsessed, right? And so he wanted to learn about Bitcoin. So every morning he would listen to different podcasts about Bitcoin and take the information. And then he decided to take a risk. And now we're waiting for it to go, go back up. But, you know, you do things in an informed way, not by being ignorant about them. So uh, that I felt was a really important thing. So looking back over this chapter now, uh, there are many lessons that we, we need to learn and obstacles we need to overcome in order to be rich. 
We've talked about a few of those obstacles and today I just want to summarize some of those things we talked about and how they can have a big effect on you. So the five main obstacles to becoming rich are fear, cynicism, laziness, bad habits and arrogance. The thing about fear is we all have it, all of us, every single person. No one wants to lose money. Nobody goes into an investment saying, oh, I don't care what happens. Of course, everybody cares. But fearing losing it can sometimes prevent you from investing it, from spending it. If you can't lose it, you can't win it. So you have to always remember there are two sides of that uh, coin. So if, from Robert's perspective, he says, if you're young now, start now. Like, don't wait. Don't wait till you've got money because newsflash, you're never going to have money. So don't wait until then. Put away whatever you can now and rely on the compound interest which is going to at least give you great returns by the time you're my age. So start now, don't wait till later. If you're older, then you need to think like a Texan. Win big and lose big, but know that you'll eventually come out winning. Don't let fear keep you out of the game. Learn from your losses, learn from your failures read, understand, know what you're doing and don't put all your eggs in one basket. So you might be scared to try the stock market. Well, I don't know who isn't, but you can usually, you know, this time, if you're scared about the stock market, this time is a good time to put some money in the stock market because everything is really low. So there's probably only one way it can go, which is up. Now, I'm not gonna tell you to invest a lot of money, but if you wanna try it, now is a good time, okay? Uh, because when the market is low, that is when the, the rich people are buying now. And eventually they will upturn the market because everybody still needs to eat, still needs to buy cars, still needs to buy beds, still needs to buy electronics. So eventually that is gonna recover. So um, investing in the stock market is just understanding a little bit how it works and you can read that. You don't have to know the finite details. And uh, same with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is low at the moment. If you want to try a little bit of Bitcoin, do it now. Um, and of course, real estate, well, real estate reached its high and it's dropping a bit at the moment in Montreal. So once again, it's probably a good time to be thinking about buying. So all of those things you have to know, I am not a financial expert. Please do not take anything I'm saying as I'm telling you what to do. I'm just saying that I watch what happens so I know some of the things that are the right thing to do. But being a cynic and mixing with other cynics, well, that can really be your downfall. You can be that brave person and say, yes, yes, this I'm going to invest. I'm going to just take $100 and invest it in the stock market. I mean, $100, that's not much. And it isn't. But it could yield you big results. 
as long as you're patient and you don't panic and you don't withdraw your money fast. Um, but, you know, maybe um, you do that and your neighbor says, oh, what are you doing that for? I mean, that's the most ridiculous. Do you just want to throw your money away? And the person you're talking to has never invested anything in their life. Be careful. Be careful to who you listen to. Be careful who you speak around. And remember, your neighbor who has never invested is not a good source of information. So fixing toilets is a common misnomer about renting out properties. But if you ask people like Maria um, and, you know, Rich Dad uh, and uh, Robert and other people that you know who own property, I mean, we own a property. I've never been asked to fix a toilet. If the toilet's broken, I call somebody and they go and fix it, right? Really? It is not something that you have to do as a renter. Um, and, you know, that whole section on laziness, I, I'm pretty sure all of us got a bit of a lesson that day. We all got a lesson about how we think that we're really working hard because we're really busy. But sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of it, I'm being busy to put off what I really have to do. And I have to tell you, this morning I woke up at 5 a.m. And I'm like, that is really early for me. Like 6.30, that's early enough uh, when I do the podcast. 5 a.m., bing, eyes open. And what's going on in my head? Oh my God, it's only a month now till I go to Australia. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna keep my business going? Like the, the things are going round and round in my head. And you know, I know that I have to be in action every day this month so that when I'm away, everything, I still have things that are going. So, you know, you know me and lists. I'm at five o'clock this morning, I'm writing lists, things I need to do, things that I wanna get covered so that um, I'm not hiding behind busy work. I'm doing things that are gonna generate me sales when I'm away for eight weeks and not able to do the live sales that I do now because I am not taking stock with me to Australia. So, you know, all of this is, um, whenever we go away on holiday, we always find ways to get things done. What we have to do is get into the habit of getting things done all of the time and not hide behind busy work. So um, I don't think I need to tell you much about bad habits. We've already talked about this, that this morning and uh, the arrogance. Just think about the good habits. Think about paying yourself first and informing yourself so you don't become that arrogant, ignorant, poor person. So over to you, um, Maribia. Thank you, Melanie. <laughs> so just before I start with my part, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast this morning. So if you haven't shared, that's the time to do it. If you are on Podbean, it gives you heart. And at the end of the month, that is Monday, <laughs> we will do a draw for a conditioning program. And on Facebook, of course, always add a comment when you share so people will know why they should listen to the podcast every morning. So if you haven't shared, that's the time to do it. So yes, now it's like your decision day. 
So now it's the time to make one of the most critical decisions of your life. So will you take control of your finances or will you not? So if you take control of your finances, it will empower you to shape a new life for yourself. But getting financially healthy can seem like a huge undertaking, but the choice is really a series of smaller decisions. And first, you have to know where are you now? So how deep are you? <laughs> because the problem with money problem is that things tend to pile on fast. So you might make one financial mistake or run into a spell of bad luck, but if it's not quickly remedied, you soon start digging an even deeper hole. So to get a sense of how deeply you are now, we'll look at the uh, five, uh, 10 uh, questions. So if you answer yes, you add one point. Okay, so maybe you don't want to answer in the chat. It's okay. I know it's something a little bit more personal when it comes to money. So, but just remember to add one point every time you say yes to one of these questions. So number one, do you pay your, your bills late? So yes or no. If it's yes, add one point. Number two, have you eaten a bill from your spouse? <laughs> I love Melanie. <laughs> Number three, have you neglected repairing the car because of insufficient, insufficient fund? Number four, is there family tension because of overspending? Number five, have you bought something recently that you didn't need or couldn't afford? Number six, do you regularly spend more than your paycheck? Number seven, have you been turned down for credit? Number eight, do you buy lottery tickets in the hope of getting out from under? Number nine, have you put off saving money for a rainy day? And number 10, does your total debt exceed your rainy day reserve? So now you can add up every time you say yes. If your score is zero, good for you. You are in control. <laughs> if your score is between one and five, you may need to reduce your debt. And if you score uh, between six and 10, watch out, you may be headed toward a financial disaster because the higher the score, the more urgent it is to, that you increase your financial literacy. So yes, there's many ways you can <laughs> make sure that uh, you don't go into a disaster. And one way that I really love that you say is that you can manage your money without living be below your means. Because yes, we always hear People will say that the only way that you can get out of debt is by cutting up your credit card or maybe uh, putting your credit card in a freezer or stopping go for your coffee or if you have something like that. Essentially, they say live below your means. But there are many reasons that um, Robert is saying that is not subscribed to the live below your means method. But just don't think that the, this advice will solve the problem 
for anyone who wants to be wealthy because if a person wants to become wealthy they need to learn how to respect the power of debt and know how to get into the right kind of debt and learn how to harness the power of debt so yes it takes self-control the ability to delay gratification oh my god <laughs> something fell. and this is the beginning uh, to changing how you think about money instead of saying i can't afford it you can start saying how can i afford it because that is not the problem so we talk about that there's a big difference between a good debt and the bad debt that is drowning most of the uh, middle and lower class so the good debt makes money for you it's the debt you use to invest in assets that pay for themselves like investing in real estate you know people will pay you and their um oh i don't know that word <laughs> every month that that, that. <laughs> and it will pay your mortgage <laughs> and that debt will take money out of your pocket and it's spent on things like clothes electronic uh, our car yes the rent thank you <laughs> and the problem is in the debt is the financial literacy to know the difference between a good debt and a bad debt so if you are in debt uh, your debt is under control you should always pay yourself first so that is yes pay yourself first but many of people will understand this pay yourself first a little bit wrong so they usually think it means treat yourself but it's absolutely not that it's absolutely far from that so to get ahead financially you have to invest in asset but most people can go out right now and buy a cash flowing assets which is where the pay yourself rules and pay yourself first rules come into the picture so with every single dollar that comes into your household you take 30 percent of the top whether the money comes from your paycheck maybe a tax refund or a gift you follow this rule so you take one third and divide it in between three accounts so one 10 percent in saving 10 percent in investment and 10 percent in charity so your saving accounts become your rainy day fund your investment account will buy your assets and your charity account will be your opportunity to give back and we always say if you can give back of course you will just make more because you can help other people so just to really understand to let you uh, with some reflection there's nine questions just to reflect on this i know it's difficult to answer now <laughs> it's not a answer that you can do fast but just remember those nine questions to start your reflection about money so number one have how have you experienced the fear of failure in your life were you able to conquer that fear and how number two rich dad recommend that we have the attitude of a texan so win big but if you lose big shout out shout about it and use it as a rallying cry so what's the biggest challenge for you in taking on that attitude does it excite you or frighten you number three how do you handle the cynics in your life who try to discourage you from taking risks that you believe have a good chance of winning number four 
have you avoided certain investment vehicle because I don't want to such like I don't want to fix toilet <laughs> how might you react differently next time number five do you agree with the statement that a little greed is the answer to curing, curing laziness? Number six, how has greed or desire driven you, in, driven you in your life? Number seven, do you pay yourself first or your bills? If you pay yourself last, what step can you take to change that? Number eight, has arrogance ever cost you an opportunity? And what did you learn from that? And the last one, number nine, what's an area of financial knowledge that you are ignorant in? What are some resources you could seek out to educate yourself on that topic? So I know uh, it was fast. I will drop those nine questions on the group Les Millionaires des Diamants Inspirational Group. So if you are not already on the group, of course, go and add yourself to the group so you can have those questions. So you can really take the time to reflect on this to make sure that, yes, if you take that decision that today is your decision day that you take control of your finance, you need to reflect on this. So I hope it helped you uh, today to learn a little bit more about finance. I really love this book. And tomorrow we'll continue with the chapter that is saying getting started. It's the chapter eight, getting started. So I'm really excited to see what's coming next in this book. So I wish you a beautiful day and we will see you tomorrow morning. Bye everyone.